drank my apple juice? Oh, y'all don't hear me? Huh? Huh? Who drank my goddamn apple juice? Oh, Terry. Stop cussing. This ain't deaf comedy jam. I put a big ass red. Terry, stop cussing. Who, 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 who drank my goddamn apple juice? Who drank my goddamn coffee? Coffee, put that coffee down. Who drank my goddamn apple Put that coffee down. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Apple Juice. How you doing today, Aisha? I'm doing good. How are you? Listen, I'm fantastic. Another day above ground. Mm-hmm. So them funyuns smell so fucking good, girl. Y'all, I was rude. <laughs> we got a special guest in here today, and I ain't offer him none either. Um, but he's been on here before. Introduce yourself again. My name is Brandon. Um, you oh can shit! Add me. Brandon, he talking loud. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brandon, I got a little pep in his step. He's Listen, talking a little loud. Doesn't feel me. All I need is direction, and I can go from there. Um, That's a whole different topic. What are we talking about today? All right, so today we are discussing things our parents, or things we wish our parents would have taught us. Um, So I got this topic idea from another podcast, and I just thought it was a dope-ass topic because we learned so much from our parents, but then there are some things we did not learn. Right. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna let you kick this off because I really like yours because I feel like I can relate, but I honestly want to hear what you have to say okay. about it. Um, first of all, I would like to say, Mama, I love you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this isn't out here just to bash. Um, because most of the time, parents can only give what they know. You feel me? So um, I love and respect my mother for everything that she has ever done for me, every sacrifice that she has ever given up. Um, Even if I haven't said thank you in the past, you know, like Ruben stuttered, apologized for all them years. I'm saying thank you for all them years and the ones to come. You feel me? Um, But the thing that I wish I would have learned was love. Um... My family, and I'm, I won't just say it's my mom, um, my family was real, they was the tough love type. So it wasn't no I love yous, it wasn't no hugs. Um, That's actually how I am now. Um, I don't know. I'm growing on it because, I mean, like I said, so let me rewind just a little bit. So yeah, in my family, it, it wasn't any of that. You feel me? Like you knew there was love because there was food on the table. But with love also comes love language. So I'm not sitting here saying that my mother didn't love me, but me and my mother's love language are two separate things. My mother buys things as her love language. Um, My mother likes gifts as her love language, which is 100% fine. But I know that and I recognize that in my mother. That's not my love language. So I understand that when you're buying me gifts and everything, I'm very appreciative. Appreci- yeah, y'all get me of that. But my lung, lo- my love language is spending time. Um, so she done spit a grip. And when I tell y'all my mama done spent a grip to try and essentially prove that she loved me, but all we had to do was watch a movie, bruh. 
So that's kind of don't start crying. I mean, girl, <laughs> we could have just watched Lion King one more time. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> Y'all know I'm a G. Um, but nah. So I think that's very important, just to you know, love and not only love for another person, um, love for yourself. And I think that dips into you know y'all's you know things y'all wish y'all parents would have taught y'all. Um, self-love is very important. So as to where, you know, I said my love language is spending time. If my mom wasn't able to provide that, that's all she had to say on the, on the flip side. I just need a moment to myself. That's cool. I would respect that because I also now value self-love more than anything. And sometimes you need a mental break. You can tell me I'm getting on your nerves cause I'm a lot. Um, but yeah, that's just my two cents on that um when it comes to love i think growing up in 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 my household i understood that my mom loved me by action you know what she did um some of the journeys that she would take you know for us and for my sisters and brothers so there wasn't a question in my mind or a doubt in my mind on whether she loved me or not it was more so i learned a couple years ago that you can only love someone the only way you know how true i cannot love you the way you want me to i can only love you the only way i know how you know um and so looking back on my childhood i feel like that played a major part in my mother's way of parenting me and my siblings. Um, it's a lot more that I want to say that I'm not going to say. Okay. Um, but yes, when it comes to, see, I feel like the older that I get, my love language has changed. So I'm not used to getting gifts. And I think that's already been programmed in me. I don't really care for gifts. I think quality time and communication are my love languages. Okay. You know, so spend time. And that's not just um, as... Mm. When it comes to my children, my love language is a little bit different. Being that you have multiple children... Is your love language different, different for, for each? each? Yeah. Um, hmm. It's it's the same for all of them, but it, like, I would notice that I have to spend a little time. I have to I have to cater to them a little differently. So like my youngest son, his love language is physical touch. Okay. okay? So like he wants to be up under. He you. just has to. He, it, it it don't matter if he's just standing beside my bed and just touching my arm. He has to he has to touch me some type of way. Um my my oldest son, his love language is more so acceptance. Um, like it fucks him up when he feels like he's disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to explain to him like I love you regardless of what, but you can do better. Right. You know, I always tell him you you can do better. I'm not going to give up on you, but I know you can do better. Um, I have to instill that in him 
because he's having a really tough he's this is his first year of middle school Yay. he's having a really tough time in middle school so i have to you know kind of let him know we gonna get through this you can do better but like i'm not gonna give up on you i'm mad i'm disappointed because i know you can do better but i'm not gonna give up on you right that you know? doesn't mean i'm any less um so yeah that's that and you. then um my my youngest daughter her love language is her both my daughters love language is more so just quality time but what happens is my oldest daughter is like i can't spend time with the both of them together they have to be apart because right. Either way it go, one is going to make the other feel some type of way as if they're not getting enough time. It's so, a favorite thing, not purposeful. Right. But... And, what, and as a parent, I don't have no favorites. When it comes to my kids, I love them all equally. I don't I don't have favorites. But because, yeah, I'm, I'm dead as honest. I don't have no favorites because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't do favorites in my house. I can't afford to. Everybody you know, got when, a favorite. When I buy one something, I buy them all something. What happens is... Oh, no. See, that's called fairness. There's a difference between there, see, favors. That, that's, how I, that's how I run my household on fairness. Okay. It, when, when it comes to disciplining my children, unless you specifically did something wrong at school, other than that, everybody get disciplined the same way at the same time. When it comes to cleaning up the bathroom and cleaning up the kitchen, everybody's cleaning up the bathroom. Everybody is cleaning up the kitchen. Um, so that's like, nice and fair. You got I'm, a favorite though. I'm fair. No, I don't. I don't have no fears because they okay. all get on my nerves. I don't have no favorites. <laughs> they all get on my nerves. Um, so back to love. I I I learned a few years ago that you can only love some someone the only way that you know how, and I'm applying that to my childhood. My mom can only love us the only way that she knows how. Right. So the way she loved us has a lot to do with. her her childhood and how she was loved. Right. Um, and so that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, so with the types of love language, um, y'all, there are five and they are, um, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time and physical touch. Mm -hmm. Brandon. So what would you say your love language is? My love language is there's a test. I'm gonna find the quiz and I'll t I'll text it to you and you can send it to him. But there's a there's a test you can take. Uh, it's like a little quiz you can take to find out what your love language is. Oh yeah, I know. I've taken it before, but oh, okay. he has his own. He thinks he knows what his love language is. I think I know what my love language is. What first happened time. to that Billy Badass you was a couple <clears throat> weeks ago? First of all, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to explain how my mother loved me and she loved me by buying me stuff, and that's that's cool. But I needed more than that. Not saying I needed this and that, but I preferred that you let me know, like tell me, you know what I mean? And I feel like my love language is exactly what I wanted from her. So what was it? Words of affirmation, is that what you said? Mm -hmm. That's part of it, but I'm like, I'm more like um, emotional. Like I can't explain it. Like. I'm going to show you how much I love you, and I'm going to tell you at the same time. Like, I'm not going to just buy you a gift and be like, hey, 
happy birthday. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to do stuff for you, and I'm going to say it so it can add up, basically. Do you have, did you ever hold it against your, do you hold that against your mom? At one point, I did. Now, I don't, because I learned that, like you she guys She probably said, didn't know no better. Yeah, okay. which she didn't. Yeah. And I appreciate all the effort that she put into raising six kids by herself. And he was the favorite. And I was the favorite. Um, oh, well, I can tell y'all now, I was not the favorite. Oh, I'm the only, so. <laughs> there was eight of us, and I, I was not the favorite. I was the only, so you feel me? I was the favorite and the least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> we just going to put that there. I never understood why I was the favorite, though, because I was the baddest. Um, and I did not obey what my mom said because when it came down to things like fighting, like, I didn't listen because as a woman, well, I ain't going to say that because it's kind of biased. Um, I'm gonna as say a this. woman. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. You know, when it comes to men fighting, when it comes to men fighting, um, I feel like a woman can't really show a man how to fight physically. And that's just my opinion. I needed my father to step in. He was nowhere around. Um, but he did fight, and I seen him fight. And so I just picked up off of what he did, but that's that's what I got for that. I'm sorry. I kind of led into a whole nother. It's okay. <laughs> I get it, though. All right, so we're going to jump into what you feel like your – um, what you should have been taught from your parent or from your mom um, or what you wish you would have learned from your mom? I wish I would have learned how to communicate um, because when it comes to people, I don't off the rip just start talking. And most of the time it's like, how do I talk to this person? Because this person is different. And it goes deep into it because when there was problems in the household um, she never came to me about anything like if we were moving like for example I was 17 I moved in with my grandmother at 17 because I came home and there was nobody there and she could have easily called me and said oh we're moving um there's, there's so many incidents that happen to where all she had to do was just be like, just talk to me. That's all I want. Just talk to me. Mm -hmm. um, but that's that on that, too. Do you have any comments on communication? Communication, yes. So, um, like, you, and like you said earlier, my mom did the best she could because she did with what she was taught. And I think every generation peels back another layer. Um, so communication was something that I think that's what my mom chose to peel back because I have a relationship with my grandmother, her mother too, and talking wasn't her strong suit. We talking about my grandmother, but my mother, before she would discipline me, um, it was always, do you understand what you did wrong? Do you understand why you're in trouble? 
do you understand why you have to be disciplined? And even though those are the same question, there are three different questions. And I would get those questions every single time I did something wrong. So I think that's, I definitely see how my mother didn't get that um, growing up. And I definitely see how she tried to, um, that was the what she chose to focus on. So I think that's what she needed most as a child. And I think it, because that's what she chose to focus on, I have no problem communicating um, for the most part. I can say what's on my mind. I understand right from wrong. Um, when I feel like I need to articulate, I can, because that's something that my mom worked on. Um, and I'm grateful for that. What about you? You got any communication? Um, issues, non-issues. So what I'm going to say on communication, I feel like because my mom had problems communicating and it, I, I can remember my mom hollering and cussing. Yeah. Every day of the week. (laughs) I can, that like, that's all I can remember. And so it's like, Growing up, this is how she parented me, parented me, and it's like, that's how I parent my kids now. Right. You know, so um, communication, I feel like if she would have known how to better communicate with her children, that would have rubbed off on me as a mother. So now that you, know, you recognize that barrier, are you trying to change it within yourself? I am I am trying, but it is not a, a easy task. I can only Okay. Oh yeah. So when you come home from work and your children have taken all the CDs out of the DVD cases and thrown them at each other, <laughs> you're going to yell. Your son comes home from school. First thing he do is take off all his clothes and just throw them in the floor. You're going to yell. So it is extremely difficult. Right. But I, it's on my list of things that I want to work on. As long as you know um, and you're working toward it. So, yeah, that is definitely something that I want to work on. Um, my children have it now where if they hear me cuss, they'll be like, Mama, you said a cuss word. You know, so I'm trying to catch myself on cursing. Um but not only that, um, I do holler and I cuss and fuss at my kids. And that is something that I want to work on because I can't sit here and and say, I can't, I can't keep saying that I'm going to work on what I actually apply myself, right. you know? So though I have put in little things, that, like I tell my kids, if I cuss, let me know. Because a lot of times I just be going on and on. I don't, and you don't even going, realize, cussing, you know, um, so, yes, communication would definitely be on my list as things I wish I would have learned. But at the same time, if the teacher don't know, then how can she teach the student? Right. You know? So, that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Um, Because I'm trying not to... I don't want to reveal too much to make it feel as though, as though I resent my mom or anything like that because that's not the case. Right. I love Wanda with everything in me. Um... But if I was to go to my mama right now and tell her, you know, these are some things I wish I would have learned from you, we'd probably end up fighting. It wouldn't be perceived. She may not think, she may think that I'm, you know. Trying to bash her. She may not perceive it as though. Right. 
So, um, you know, I'll, this is a dope topic, but you know, you got, I want to kind of tread water to prevent situations from coming to, if right. that makes sense. No, definitely. Um, but yes, communication is definitely on my list of things that, you know, if she would have known better, she could have taught me better. When you know better, you you do better. Right. Um, so, so what is what is something other than communication and love that you felt um, you should have learned or you want to pass down to your children? So it, growing up in my mom's house, sex was never a conversation of this is what it is. This is why you shouldn't do it. Da, 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 da. Um, growing up in my mom's house, it was always... I'm finna take y'all to the doctor because y'all ain't gonna be fucking and, you know, men undressing y'all with they Like, it was that. Oh. T.I. and Deja type. <laughs> so, it, it was it was. Oh, that. no. Not the hymen, doctor. Like, it was, it was always, it was always a negative cloud placed over sex and anything that may have been related to sex. Um, down to the clothes that we wore, um, you know, some of the activities we participated in, we wasn't allowed to have boyfriends, all because of this negative word called sex. Right. You know, so, um, had it not been, had it not came off that way, I feel as though I might, I might even have even looked at sex different because, my mama wanted to keep us from it to the point where she pushed us to it. Right. You know, anytime you want to keep a child from doing something, they going to sneak and do it just because they know they're not allowed to do like, it. Like, why is this so taboo? Like, um, for example, you tell a child not to touch a hot, a hot stove. Oh, they going to find out it's hot. You know, okay. <laughs> so it was like it had got to a point where... I mean, it was just such a negative connotation put on sex that I just had to see for myself. Okay. And I seen for myself at a young age, and I regret that. But, you know, had it been explained in a different light... It would have maybe went I may have, you know, went upon a dip. Now, I'm not saying... My mom is the reason why I lost my virginity at the age that I lost my virginity. Or my mom is the reason for this or my mom is the reason for that. I'm not saying that because I take full accountability for everything that has transpired in my Mm -hmm. life. But what I am saying is the way the message was received, the way the message was received has a lot to do with the information that was given. All right. So if that makes sense. No, definitely. And before I jump into my little sex thing, um Yep. Sorry. That's definitely before I jump into my little sex thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say, oh man, I forgot. I felt like it was really important. It'll come back to me. Um, so have y'all heard of the movie The Pregnancy Packs? No, is that where like a bunch of girls got pregnant at the same time? Yes, but it's true. It's a it was a true yeah, it story. Was a true story yeah. Have you heard of it, Brandon? No. Okay, so basically, she just said it. Bunch of teenage girls, high school girls. It was like eight or nine of them in a small town. We're like, let's all get pregnant at the same time, and 
everybody was like, yeah, let's do it. To the point that y'all look up the movie, the shit's wild. Um, to the point that um, the school, it became such a thing that the school built a nursery. The high school built a nursery. Anyways, so this is the only time that my mother has ever talked about sex. So the pregnancy pact is on TV. Y'all know how we used to do phone trees in like middle school or high school, or whatever. So I'm in high school. I called my friend. My friend called her friend. And it's just a bunch of girls. We all watching the pregnancy pact talking about how stupid these white girls are. Excuse me. Um, but they were white. Um, of course they were. <laughs> because that was not going down with no black mama. Um, my mother walks in in the black home we got pregnant on accident let's yeah. just be clear yeah <laughs> and a um so my mom walks i'm watching the movie in the living room and my friends are at their separate houses but we're all watching the movie on the phone together my mother walks into the kitchen acts like she needs something dire out of the fridge right now she done opened and closed the fridge seven times i knew she wanted to say something to me i just know she did she looks over and goes you better not be doing that. I said, I'm not. I turned off the TV. I went in my room. I closed the door. And that was it. That was my one and only sex talk. Yeah, so. Um, Period. <laughs> I had a friend girl when I was young. I had a friend girl who had had a baby. And um, I used to, you know, catch the city bus to her house to hang out with her or whatever. And my mom used to scold me like, um, so what, you hanging out with her because you want a baby too? You know, wow. so. It was like that's that's the the tone of the conversation that right. was that came was given from to my you. mom when it came to anything about sex, boys, um anything right. really. You know, so sex and communication kind of ties in together because um like that's just the tone that was given. Like I was never she never really sat us down and you know, explained it to us. It was almost as if she knew we knew what sex was and she made it her business to, y'all bet not be, be doing it. You know, y'all no, bet yeah. not be doing and it. And I only say that to say just like how, even though we had like kind of very extreme like mothers on sex, um, it still made me curious. Like, like it was like, you feel me? But I just, I just didn't have, I just didn't want to have sex, honestly, because I kind of felt I was that weird kid in high school where, like, I just wanted to be rebellious just because. So everybody was drinking. So I'm not. Let everybody me, was smoking. I, I will so say I'm this. Not. Um, after my first time of having sex, like, the whole time I'm sitting here thinking, like, this, this is what, this, this, this ain't this it. This ain't it. You know, and so it's like um, I didn't have sex again for a really long time. Um, and when I did have sex again, th like the second time, it was with my first love. Um, oh, yes. Oh my gosh, he's married now, but Ooh. I call him on his birthday every year and Father's Day, and he makes sure he calls me for my birthday, Mother's Day. We may get a text. Happy Valentine's Day, but um, I respect his marriage, so whatever. Anyways, um, 
That's so, a whole different topic. It's a whole different topic. Um, but so on that note, Brandon, right? Because we're sitting here talking. We let you take this love language quiz. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, but, we gonna show. We gonna share his results okay. at the end of his love language quiz. But I got a question. Um, so. First of all, as a male, do you... I re- was just going to say the same thing. Okay. <laughs> do you remember your first sexual experience? I do. Oh, I wasn't going to ask that. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had another one, but it was probably... actually because I think well, it's going Well, I was just going to say, did the topic ever come up that as, was a male, as, a, as a male being raised by a woman? Did the topic ever come up? Um, so, like, just a real quick... Um, porn kept coming up on the kids' iPad. We don't, I don't know which child was watching it, but I know one of my kids was watching porn on the iPad. And I had a suspicion dun, dun, because dun. of the shit that they were spelling. I knew that my other two kids didn't know how to spell it. Okay? Oh. <laughs> so I had, I called my son's father and I was like, listen, I think he's watching porn. And I don't feel comfortable having this conversation with him. Um, and so I need you to do whatever it is dads do and talk to your son right. about it or whatever. Now, my son is a really good liar. So it, ultimately, it wasn't his, him. his dad came back and said, well, he said it wasn't him. Okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> Them niggas know how to spell now. Right. So I don't know who it was. Maybe they copied and paste. I don't know. But whatever the case may be. Dictionaries um, hooked on phonics. I'm not sure. Shout out to CMS. Um, but, um, so yes, I, as a mother, I, at that time, I was not comfortable with having that conversation with my son. Like, I feel like he probably would have perceived it better had it came from a male anyways. Um, but it's like now I am, I want to say that I'm low key. 65% 65% prepared to have the conversation. 65? Still, still working on it. Okay. Now, if my daughters come to, to me, I'm, you know, 150%. Like, okay, what's up? It, but anyways, because that's a boys, whole different topic. But when it, comes to, when it comes to my boys, I just, I don't We've feel like that's that. a conversation that mothers should have with their sons. Now... So it go back to my question for you. You know, did did you and your mother ever have a conversation about sex? Did she leave that to your father? Did anybody ever have a conversation with you um, as far as sex, what it is, what can happen if you do it, et cetera, et cetera? I can answer all three of those. First one, did my mom have that conversation with me? No. Did my dad? No. <laughs> Who has a um, conversation with you? If me. Oh, and okay. the internet. <laughs> okay. Actually, no, I take that back. It was a DVD because the dude that she was messing with had a DVD. And a I porn? Re- porn. It okay. Was porn. Okay. And I popped it in. And from that point, I thought I knew everything. So from the one DVD? From the one DVD. Was it double sided? <laughs> no, it, it, it was like, I think it was like 80 something minutes long. 80? You, oh, watched, you the watched the whole thing? thing? Yeah. Oh, my Jeez. God. <laughs> Never in my life. Because, you know, like, it is, say, like, 80.16 or something like that. And that was, like, what, an hour and 20 minutes or something like that? But it was, like. Okay, mathematician. You know, four play. Like, that's when I started to learn. Four, I was eight years old at this time. 
foreplay and then how you you know what I'm saying until the finish. But that that's not that's just porn. Like that's not okay. Intimacy. We get it. Okay. We get it. Okay. Um, so <laughs> from that point, Amen. I had questions, and I didn't feel comfortable asking my mom because I'm a boy. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I told her that I found this DVD and I wanted to know what it was. And that was that. She never said anything. I told her the name of it. It was, what was it? And she just, what was the name? <laughs> Give it to us. It was Big Bubble Butt. It was written in Sharpie, too. Um, so. <laughs> it was like them old mixtape CDs y'all used to make. Lord. Yeah. So, so you told your mom and she just what? She just like looked at you? No, she said, oh, that was probably someone else's. You know what I mean? Like, she was trying to hide it. Like, like oh, I don't know what that is. Right. Like, she know exactly what it is. So, and then I have a, another question for you. So, you had brothers and sisters. Um, so, did your mom talk to your sisters about sex? No. Oh, so it was just a non-topic no. in your house? Nothing at all. Nothing. I'm talking about. I don't want to switch the subjects. But it's I'm not okay. going to go deep because I can keep talking about this subject and I don't. Cause I get emotional. Well, don't okay. start crying on my mic. Chad. I will not. Listen. I will not do that. Okay. On your mic. So all together, y'all talk to y'all kids about sex. S E X. I'm a. Never mind. That's inappropriate. <laughs> um. Y'all remember that song? By who? I don't know. You remember that song? I don't even know. What you're I'm a big. Be- we'll do that off mic. Yeah, because I thought she was talking about life, Jennings, but then you start saying some other things. I know I don't know. Like <laughs> um, Tell me so, if y'all remember the song in the in the comments. Is it um? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so after having this conversation with y'all, um, I definitely want to work on my approach when it comes to having the conversation. So um, I've been having some issues with my oldest daughter and. It, it did involve a boy, but not to that extent. But I took it to that extent. You know, I had to tell her, you don't need no boyfriend right now because I'm not going to be no grandmother at 30-something oh, or whatever. But I feel like when it comes to mothers and daughters, we just automatically assume that sex is going to be the issue. Right. You know, so, so we don't take into consideration drugs. Smoking cigarettes, skipping um, school. You know, we don't we don't even think about shit like we just automatically sex. assume it's sex. And growing up in my mom's house, that's what it was too. And I feel like she didn't really take a take the drug and cigarette and alcohol route because th- those were things she didn't do. Right. You know. Um. But I like after thinking, and I I've even thought this before we had this conversation, like you know, weeks and months ago. Um, I can I need to stop just automatically assuming that a situation is going to lead to sex or sex is the problem or sex is this and sex is that it's because not it could be something totally different. She may grow up to be a mass murderer, a bully, <laughs> alcoholic, crackhead, anything. Oh, and God. I'm still trying to keep you from being with a little boy. But not knowing that the little girls you hanging around with sneaking and smoking cigarettes. Oh, or God. Sne- I don't you know. want no kids now. So it's like. You got to worry about all that? Girl. Oh, my God. So it's like. um, And it had. 
And like that's how it was growing up. It was never about smoking. It was never about drinking. It was never about drugs or skipping school or any of that. It was just always sex, you know. It was regardless of what it was, it was always sex was always the end the end topic or whatever the case may be. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to me and the conversations that I have, like I can have this conversation with my daughters. That's no, that's nothing. You know, I'll tell them the good. I'll tell them the bad. I'll let them know that, you know, even when you think you're ready, still, you know, give it some time. You definitely can't be fucking in my house. Like that's just a rule. Once you start fucking, you can start paying bills and y'all gonna have to wait till y'all do all this. So I have a question, um, for both of y'all. So, because I kind of just don't want everything to be, you know, all gloomy and negative. Um, Not that that was the intent. But what is, um, from from your parents, mother, guardian, what is the thing that you're glad you've gotten? You're glad they taught you. Um, you're definitely going to continue to teach that to your kids. Mm. Brandon? Um, Well, my grandmother and my mom really taught me about spirituality. Um, But I had to get a a grasp of it of my own. Right. Um, And it's just outside of going to church. Like, that connection with the Most High. That's something that's going to live forever with me and my kids and their kids. You know what I'm saying? It's going to keep going. Um, And while we were on the topic of Brandon, he finished his quiz, y'all. So although he thought he knew what his love language was, no, I'm playing. Mm-hmm. Um, One of his highest results, well, his highest results was physical touch. See, that's something I didn't even know. That's surprising. That is. But that, that kind of makes sense because instead of getting a birthday gift, you probably would have wanted your mama to hug on you more or just kind of be in your presence a little more it it goes hand in hand with like the affirmation i feel that you were talking about earlier um because touching i feel like a lot of the times body language can take the um place of words so if i don't love you i'm not hugging you you feel (laughs) so so here's here's my thing um i show tough love to my kids and i don't even think i do it on purpose i just think that's just how I'm coming off. So, like, I'm not big on hugs and kisses. Right. I'm not big on physical touch. Like, that's just me in the state that I'm in right now. Um, But I do what I got to do to make sure that y'all never have to worry about lighting candles or using some form of heat to warm y'all selves up. You know, right. I make sure that everything is taken care of as far as the house, the bills, everything. Um. And I'm in I'm in the process of working on me so that that can one day change. Right. Because it's like when my son, when he used to come up and just put his hands on me, I used to like, what do you want? You know, I'm just trying to figure out why you're touching me. But then as I start to do more research on love, like, because I took the love language quiz maybe two months ago, maybe. Um, you know, that's when I start to realize, okay, MJ just wants to, he just need to be his near language. me. He has to touch me some right. type of way. You know, he'll just come up and lay his, lay his head on my feet 
you know, while I'm laying in the bed, he'll just come and lay his head on my legs or on my feet, or he'll just come and massage my feet, or, you know, he'll just touch me. He has to be touching me, you mm-hmm. know. That's just how MJ is. Um, Which is, and I can understand how that's a shocker to your body because that's not how you operate. Not ne- not necessarily that. It's just, it's not something that I've been trained to pay attention right. to. Right. So, and um, no, and that's, and um, I was saying that to say, like, that, now that you've realized it, I do like, because no one's perfect and no one knows everything, but what's important is that you realize, and now you're trying to self-correct. Um, like you said, you have to, um, work on yourself to be able to show more than just the yes, tough girl, love. Black girls getting counseling, Jesus. Yes. So yay. Like <laughs> y'all, we not perfect. So we're not Yes, um, <laughs> we're we're most definitely not perfect. Work and on your flaws. Let's get better, though. What I what and see the purpose of me doing counseling is I want to try to get a better understanding of what I went through as a child, and then I want to get a better understanding of who I am as an adult, and then with that, I will use that as a way of better loving and taking care of my children or better loving and understanding my children or just understanding parenthood period like a lot of parents aren't going to admit this but you don't just automatically love your child once you give birth you're not the first person i've heard Um, say that this so so after after the birth of my my second daughter like as soon as they got her out of me i didn't want nothing to do with her I didn't want to hold her. I didn't give a fuck what she looked like. My mama ain't here. Let my mama deal with it. I don't bring that baby nowhere near me, you know? And even for the first, I would say two and a half, maybe first three years of her life, I used to always tell people, like, this don't even feel like my daughter. just feel like I'm babysitting for somebody. So is that a part of, like, postpartum and things Um, like that? So... Let me say that I am not 100% under, I'm, I'm not, I don't understand postpartum 100%. Okay. Um, so I can't necessarily say that that's what it was, but, um, I can say that I feel like I had got to a point Well, just, you know, have you ever look back at the past and realize that you are a certain way and then you see how you are now. You are not how you used to be. Yes. Whether thank be God. Went, no, but this <laughs> no, is, for me, thank God. But this, and when I speak on this, I'm speaking as if maybe you used to be a good person and now you're not, or you used to do things a certain way and now you don't. Like, you've changed for the worse. Um, and so I've just, like, I'm, I'm at that point where I'm looking back on my life and it's like there was a point in time where I used to really love my kids and I used to be extremely affectionate with my kids. But it's like now I'm just not that affectionate with my children. Um, and so, you know, hopefully counseling will kind of help me figure out what's going on with me so that I can get back to that point to where I am showing my kids some affection like I used to and I can truly say it's going to happen because you notice the problem and not only did you notice and recognize the problem you're taking the steps to fix it because you want to fix it and as long as you keep that in mind it's going to happen 
Um, so like that, that's awesome. Um, I think that shows your, your, that if more than anything, I'm not your child, obviously, but that shows perseverance and that's a hard thing because so many times, so that's something, and this might be a, I'm an only child. So this might be the spoiled aspect of it, but I wasn't taught perseverance. If I wanted to do gymnastics this month, I'm gonna do gymnastics. But when I said I didn't want to do them gymnastics no more, what do you want to do now? You want to play clarinet? I done did all of that. I didn't because I wasn't taught I had to stick with anything. So the fact that you're choosing something and you're sticking with it, that's that's two claps. Like, cause I, I that's, well, you have to keep in mind we're talking about kids. <laughs> I mean, so, no, I mean, and I get it, but um, still, like you, still, it doesn't. I'm not going to get that deep, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's still absentee parents who mm-hmm. walk out and be like, fuck it. Yeah. So what I had to realize is that I'm, I, I, so before, before I don't want nobody to think that I'm sitting here saying that I do not love my kids. Oh, I don't feel that like case. that. Um, I love my kids with everything in me. It's just that. I've noticed over the years that the way that I show my love to my children has changed. Um, And so, yes, I am going about taking the proper steps to figure out what's going on with me so that I can get back to that place where I am now loving my children the way that I want to love them. Because, like, like giving my kids a hug now, that shit feels so weird to me. Like, I feel like the fuck am I doing like you know like this shit feels weird to me and I don't understand why Mm -hmm. you know so I'm trying to get a better understanding of why um and I've mm, I it's like anybody on the outside looking in y'all might think I'm crazy but I'm seriously at a point where like affection is I'm just not for affection and it's not just with my children it's with anybody like my mom has to force me to hug her you know like she has to just grab me and hug her and I just be standing there because like this shit just don't feel normal to me you know I've been told that I'm suffering from depression but I refuse to be medicated um so it's like I'm just I'm gonna try the counseling and see how that works and if that don't work then I probably will get on some damn medication for depression because I don't like feeling like this. Right. You know, so. But that's what I'm commending you on. The perseverance to keep going and figure out what's wrong because yeah. we're going to figure it out and we're going to get it straight. Um, I know you get ready to wrap it up real quick. I want to continue to pass on um, something that I learned, which is um, how do you say this? hard work that was something my mother like hard work like it's always it's in self-sufficiency more than hard work is what I should say my mom has always been the one so my mom I grew up a military army brave army brat um so she's always tried to not in like a negative way but she's always tried to instill in me that I will not always be here so you need to know how to do this um and although as a child it sucked because it's like, but I don't want to, like, you're my mom. You make my cereal. Like, you do this. You do that. 
Um, it's, it's the simple fact because she was in the military, I think that was another driver for her because, you know, when you're a soldier, you're a soldier. It's like, so it's kind of like, I have to prepare my child for the unknown, but regardless, because it was just me and her for the longest, um, regardless, I need to know that my child is straight. And the only way I'm going to know my child is straight is if I teach her. And so, um, self-sufficiently self-sufficiency was a big push in my house so yeah you I already said oh, but yeah, I agree yeah. I agree with you though I'm okay. actually going to pass okay. on, on I'm gonna pass on that and it's, it's not because I didn't my mom didn't instill anything in me it's because I didn't have enough time to really I don't, I, I don't, y'all didn't give me enough time to really think, think this about one, this, it, this okay. specific question through. Um, I think the, the first thing off the top of my mind is definitely family and unity. Um, when it came to me, my sisters and my brothers, we used to always fight, argue. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom used to always instill it in us, you know, don't ever do wrong by your sister and brother. Cause you may need them to feed you one day and da, 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 da. Um, so I will say that off the top of my head, that's the first thing that I can think of. Um, and to this day, you know, my mom is, she want us to be more family united and us coming together and things like that. But like I said, with what I'm going through and the, and the battles that I'm facing, like, I don't really want to be around family. I don't really want to be around nobody. Cause it's like, so in my head to put y'all in my shoes, Thanksgiving is coming up, and I'm so dreading it because everybody is going to be happy, and I'm just like, I'd rather just take my plate and go home. Then, you know, like, then, everybody's around me smiling, and I'm what just is, like. What is the issue? Never mind. We can talk about that off camera. There's people in my family that do that. <clears throat> There's people in my family who don't show up. It's love all the love for you. Still love you with the deepest shit. I'm, keep it real. My mama ain't coming. For all, listen, family members, keeping it hot. She ain't coming because she don't want to come. And if she do come, she coming saying hey and she leaving. So my mama, we canceled Thanksgiving all together. This year on Thanksgiving, we will not be celebrating. But the next day, we said we're going out to eat. I don't know where this idea came from. And I don't know why this idea is even an idea. But that's what it is. But what they fail to realize is that I will be at work. Like, I'm going to be at work, so. But that's what you want, right? You kind of want to not be there. I don't want to. And so, like, but so, it, it's not It's not that that's no, what I want. It's more so that. But do you work? No, no. I want you to look at the blessing in it. But do you work on Thanksgiving? Um, I work Thanksgiving morning, but I'll be home by like. And enough time for dinner. Yeah. Okay, so. And this is, just start trying to think of the silver lining and things. Because you really, you just said yourself. It's, it's not. It's not necessarily thinking. I know that this is with with them deciding to. We're gonna have Thanksgiving the next day. This is a, a way for me to get out of it. That's how you're seeing it. But I'm so. I'm more so thinking. For the last couple of years, I have not wanted to participate in Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. I have not wanted. Like I don't want to eat around y'all. I don't want to be in this house with everybody. I want to just take my plate and go next door to my house and eat by myself. I don't want to be around. So they've given you that 
They've given no, you no, that. No, no, no. I've been forced to No, eat this year. Everything. No, this year they've given you that. Not necessarily because I'm still expected to be at the dinner wherever the fuck they decide we're going to eat at. But you have to work. But I have to work. And that's my excuse to get out of it. Yes. Um, so you don't really have to work? No, I do have to work. Do I really have to go? I can call off if I want to or just not go. But I'm taking my ass to work. Like, I feel you like. You see where I'm coming from? I do. Okay. I don't. And I so do. I'm sorry. No, it's but... okay. We'll talk about it <laughs> off camera maybe because it's cold outside. But no, I feel like I get what you're saying. I get it. But what I'm saying is they're giving you what you're, what you're asking for. You can say you have to go to work. That's fine. That is a valid excuse. Work is a valid excuse. Um, but they're giving you what you want without you having to vocally ask for it. You don't want to, they don't want to say we're canceling and it may not be the reason, but they're not saying we're canceling Thanksgiving dinner because Aisha don't want to be there. They're not saying that they're saying, nah, let's do it the day after Thanksgiving. Aisha is off in enough time for Thanksgiving. She's not feeling it. We don't want her to feel bad. We don't want her to feel obligated. So we just going to do it the next day. She's going to have to go to work. We going to go out. Everybody gets what they want. Yeah, no, that's not um, how you see it. Mm-mm. It's okay. So right. um, regardless of whether I have to work or not, I'm still going to be expected to be there. Like regardless of my attitude about Thanksgiving or being around family, I am still expected to be there. I'm still required to be there. Like, I can't just send my kids. I have to be there, too. Uh, um, which is, you know, so. But nonetheless, I've already expressed too much about my mental illnesses. And I don't want to talk about that no more. So. That's okay. Yeah. Whole another episode. Um, mental whole illness in the black community have a, um, coming soon. I actually have a, a psychiatrist who's going to come on and talk with Ooh. us. Um, yeah, so. Uh, Anybody have anything they want to say before we shut this thing down? Thanks for coming and 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 drinking with us. Not a problem. Coffee and apple juice. Anytime Thank that I'm welcome. Y'all should he come <laughs> back? I I already know what the answer is, but <laughs> we just gonna end it there. We gonna end it right there. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having Bye. me, y'all. Bye. Deuces. As always, thank you guys for listening to the Coffee and Apple Juice podcast. Please continue to support our podcast by listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Podbean, or SoundCloud. If you would like to keep in contact with us, feel free to head over to our social medias. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Coffee Apple Juice, as well as Twitter at CAJPod. Did you enjoy this episode and want to keep the conversation going? Click the link below in our description to join our group chat. Want to keep in contact with us, need advice, have questions about the show, or just want to be a guest on our next episode? Email us at coffeeapplejuice at gmail.com. Peace and blessings. Until next time.